Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. What if there was a way to level up your energy, get rid of stress, and take more control of your body? Welcome to Quantum Upgrade. This is a new technology that taps into quantum energy to help you feel amazing. Quantum Upgrade has a lot of different products that help protect you from EMF and help activate your body's natural healing abilities. You can expect better sleep, more resilience, less stress, and better blood flow. The cool thing about Quantum Upgrade is that the products are backed by a lot of heavy-duty scientific studies, and there's a new measurable upgrade. You can now use Quantum Upgrade to increase your consciousness levels between 1,400 and 2,200 on the Hawkins map of consciousness. If you don't know what that means, do some research because it's impressive, it's fun to learn about, and it's something that I've come to understand. Ready to try Quantum Upgrade? Visit quantumupgrade.io slash Dave for a seven-day free trial. What if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. When you're young, your body makes a lot of NAD+, and that helps you make energy, it helps you keep your DNA healthy, absorb nutrients well, and it protects your cells from stress. But once you hit about 30, your NAD plus levels start to drop. The good news is that longevity scientists have found some things that can help, like niacin, niacinamide, and niagen. They help your body make more NAD+, even as you age. All three of these are in an amazing formula called Qualia NAD+. Check out Qualia NAD Plus risk-free for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com slash Dave15 to save an extra 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash Dave15, Qualia NAD Plus. It's what I use. Hey everyone, it's Dave Asprey, and this is Bulletproof Radio Short Report, which is a highly condensed show to bring you the most important ways to upgrade yourself. It's not a full interview. Today's cool fact of the day is that some people can get drunk naturally, and fermentation happens when enzymes that are produced by yeast convert sugar in whatever kinds of foods into ethanol. It can happen in a brewery tank, but it can also happen in your gut. And when that happens, you can get between 0.01 and 0.03 milligrams of alcohol per 100 mils of blood. Japanese doctors actually call this auto-brewery syndrome and have found it in patients where candida, an aggressive yeast that doesn't really have a, a healthy place in the human body, takes over in the intestines and actually makes enough alcohol to make you feel drunk. Well, that would kind of suck. Everyone's talking about red light therapy beds and for good reason. There's a company called ARRC LED that's building an entirely new class of LED devices. ARRC LED beds integrate proprietary scanning technology and frequency protocols to shape the delivery of six different wavelengths in dose-optimized photobiomodulation. Yes, that's a lot of words. What it is, though, is that photobiomodulation improves the underlying energetics of the cells in your body. And those changes can benefit nearly every tissue and organ and system in your body. You change your cells and you change your life. For more information, visit ARRCLED.com. I'm filming today at Paleo FX, so it's an unfamiliar background here. I'm speaking on two panels, one on biohacking, one on the role of carbohydrates, and tomorrow I give a big keynote presentation about willpower. So I uh, apologize for any strange lighting or whatever else. This is still an awesome short report, and you're probably listening to this while you drive anyway. 
I'm going to answer some Q&A. These are just questions that uh, I hear a lot. Um, one of the questions I hear quite a bit is about alcohol. And so I'm going to zoom in on that. Is alcohol okay? Short answer, alcohol is okay in that you can probably tolerate it. Is alcohol a performance enhancing substance? Is it an ideal way to put glycogen into your body? Actually, no, it's not. I hear a lot of things like, you know, it's alcohol paleo, and I'm like, I don't know, Bulletproof Diet is similar to paleo, not the same. I'm here at a paleo conference, and you know, I consider paleo people my people, but we have different opinions, and not all, not even all paleo people agree on it. There's a particular fascination with red wine, uh, one that I, I don't share because there are much better ways to get polyphenols and antioxidants. And if you just want to be social with alcohol, there's one set of answers. And if you want to be a little bit more hardcore about it and party, party hardy, there's probably a different answer. So we'll talk about things like hangovers and what to do about that. The good thing is there is a way to drink, um, even have a few drinks, sometimes without harming yourself or without having bad effects unless you're not well. And if you're not well, or you have a particular intolerance to alcohol, then you should just avoid the stuff. But if you're at full strength and you have some alcohol, don't count on it to be good for you, no matter how much you want it to be true. But, all right, fine, there's lots of things you do, like stay up late and watch movies. That's not that good for you either, but you do it. So a drink or two here or there isn't going to be the end of the world, but you can reduce that impact. Personally, I don't really drink. Drinking makes me tired. It makes me not feel good the next day, even if I have one drink. But I also have a history of toxic mold exposure in my bedroom as a child. I also have a history of obesity and chronic autoimmunity. In other words, my biological template probably isn't as strong as yours. I'm pretty darn strong and resilient now, but that's because I've learned where the sources of kryptonite are and I've made a practice of avoiding them. And alcohol, even for people who are healthy, depending on what kind of alcohol you drink, how often, when, and other factors, it does make you crankier and moodier the next day. It makes you more tired. It's subtle and it's not that useful for performing really well. So, if you check out the blog, there's a post called How to Hack Your Hangover, where I write about how you can use biohacking to blunt what happens when you're, when you're drinking. And one of the big problems that I outline in that, in that alcohol infographic is what happens in the first step of alcohol detox. The first step is that the liver creates aldehyde from alcohol. And aldehyde is basically a metabolite of alcohol. And aldehyde is really bad for you. It's an even stronger glycating agent than fructose. What that means in sort of normal terms is that it causes tissue damage. If you ever throw onions in a frying pan and watch them turn brown, that's glycation. It's the browning of sugars. So this is what causes a lot of the aging and potentially some of the cancer-causing effects of alcohol. Did I say cancer and alcohol together? Don't believe me, go to PubMed and search cancer and alcohol and see how much cancer is related to alcohol consumption. You won't like what you find. However, I'm not convinced that it's just aldehyde that causes that problem, because we'll talk about that a little bit more. So one of the first things you do to lower this is you can take supplements that let your liver make more glutathione, because glutathione levels, or glutathione is what prevents aldehyde from forming at such high levels. So if you do this right, you enjoy the alcohol, the aldehyde spike doesn't happen, you get a blunt rise in it, because your liver was basically upgraded ahead of time. And you can do some of this with food, and you can do a lot more with supplements, and that's kind of cool. So here's what to do if you're going to drink. Step one, choose the alcohol that has the least hangover problems. That means distilled, clear, unsweetened, uncolored spirits. Vodka, Everclear, tequila, 
gin, whiskey. Those things generally are on the more positive side of things because all you have to do is deal with alcohol toxicity. It's already been filtered through activated charcoal and it's been distilled. Those are purification steps. When you get to the middle of the spectrum, you get these sweetened, high fructose, artificially colored, you know, light blue colored alcohols because it's all random chemicals put in there. For things like that, you're just dealing with the alcohol and you're dealing with the extra load of that sugar and the other crap that's in there. Not so good for you. But when you get to the other end, you get to say dry white French wines, which are relatively low in the other toxins that come in there. And then you get to red wines and then beer. And red wine and then beer are documented to be high in ochratoxin A, which is a toxin that directly affects your kidneys and your bladder. It's linked to cancer in kidneys and bladder, and it is a common mycotoxin. And one of the reasons that you feel crankier is you're drinking unfiltered yeast when you drink those types of alcohol. And just like with coffee, European standards for red wine are very different than American standards. If you go out there and you find red wine with a yellow label that says basically not for export, this is a European wine that's not allowed to be exported because it's that good, the levels of allowable ochratoxin A in that are tightly controlled for European consumption. And what do you know? You drink that, you're going to feel different than if you drink a wine that's in the U.S. where American wine isn't subject to those same limits. So the Europeans will ship you European wine, but they ship the stuff that doesn't meet those very tight, stringent standards. This is why letting the charcoal do the filtering for you is a really good idea instead of letting your liver and kidneys and your organs do the filtering. And if you don't believe me, drink three beers and see how you feel and perform. Look at your heart rate variability. Look at your vigilance. Look at cognitive measures of executive function for the next three days and do the same thing with vodka. Hold the other variables constant. There is a noticeable difference in this stuff. And that's why. In fact, that's why beer makes you have to pee more than a glass of water and vodka. It's because your body gets that toxin and says, geez, this stuff is like poison for my bladder and my kidneys. Dilute it and get it out of here. That's why you have to pee a lot when you drink beer. It's not just the water in the beer. There's a signal to your body that says, get out of this. So first thing is choose the good stuff. Drink the hard stuff. You can mix it with other stuff if you want, but drink the hard stuff. It's better for you. Step two, hydrate heavily. So drink a glass of water for every serving of alcohol you have, ideally near the same time. This is because having more water available means that you can slow down the rate that the alcohol goes in because your body has to basically sort it out from the water. And that's good because that lowers the aldehyde spike. It also lets you stay hydrated. Step three, that conversion of alcohol into aldehyde. This is also, by the way, something that causes fast wrinkles and aging. So if you don't want to look old after you drink or because you drink, then you'd want to do this step. Before you take each drink, take a vitamin C capsule, which is really an interesting way of, of creating glutathione in the liver. You also could consider taking unfair advantage, which is going to help your mitochondria work better. Mitochondria are involved in detox. But the very best you can do for, for drinking is to use the Glutathione Force product. Glutathione Force is something that I make, and actually I, I do profit from selling this, but I also use it myself. I only make stuff that I want to use. The reason I make this stuff is that 
it allows you, you to absorb glutathione through the lining of the gut, which is normally not possible. We take the glutathione, which is a large molecule, we package it in a liposome, and then we tag it with a lactoferrin, which means that the gut loves liposomes, it loves lactoferrins, so it absorbs very quickly at a level much higher than a plain liposome. And just unprotected glutathione in the gut just gets digested, you don't get any benefit at all. So it's kind of a, a cool hack. It doesn't taste very good. In fact, it tastes terrible, but that's what I use if I'm gonna drink. I drink maybe once or twice a year, and I try to drink red wine that's older than I am, and I take the other thing that I recommend is activated charcoal. And activated charcoal lets you basically mop up what's left. So if the alcohol itself is not filtered, take it with the alcohol so you can at least take advantage of the affinity that those toxins have being positively charged for the charcoal, which is negatively charged and has a large surface area. So basically you take a sponge for toxins. If you don't believe me, go out and drink and just take some activated charcoal, you will feel different the next morning. It's so profoundly simple. And like you can just very, very obviously notice this. So just to sum that up, take vitamin C if you're gonna drink, Consider cranking up your glutathione levels. Consider cranking up your mitochondria levels, which make you feel much better the next morning. And then take some activated charcoal when you're done drinking because charcoal will absorb those other compounds if you take them at the same time. So if you only do three steps and no other step, you'll probably feel okay the next morning. If you do all the steps, you'll, fro you'll probably feel better. If you think you're gonna have one red wine every night this week or every week in order to uh, feel better or in order to just relax or unwind, I think you're increasing your toxic burden and it's not good for you. Why do I think this? Because the half-life of ochratoxin A is 35.3 days in the human body. It builds up over time and there is no argument that this is healthy for you even at low levels. The safe government levels have nothing to do with human performance and everything to do with economics. It's also interesting that China, Brazil, Chile, Europe, and in fact, most of Asia have standards far in excess of US standards. Our standards lag so we get lower quality food. That's what happens here. And I'm working to fix that at a regulatory level. That said, uh, that's it for today's short report. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, share the show with someone. This is basically what you need to know when you're gonna consume alcohol. Don't think it's healthy, think it's fun. And if you're gonna choose to do it, know it has a biological cost and then biohack yourself and counter that biological cost. It's how you can stay highly resilient and stay bulletproof. A human upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.